Hello, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show 21. I am your host, Wes, with me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, how's this Monday treating you? Uh, good, good. Um, kind of daunted with the week ahead of me, though, just because uh, it's work, and I don't want to work. I want to play VR, but um, I'll get through it, I think. <laughs> yeah, with my, uh, with my change in uh in schedule we're kind of always at the opposite ends of the spectrum i'm coming home when you're going to work you're going to work when i'm coming home but uh all in all it's working out for the best because uh more free time for me is more free time for the channel and uh while you're at work uh the work goes on back home <laughs> that's right speaking of which we finally did it man we've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked for months about how we have to get on this backlog man and uh we managed to finally do it that's what we're doing today on the monday show the backlog report roots uh i really enjoyed it what about you yeah me too isn't it sad that it takes two full weeks of nothing coming out for us to to finally get back to our old games because um we kept saying that yeah let's get let's go back backlog and then something would drop out of nowhere and and it, everything gets pushed back so it was good because i actually went into not only a couple games that um i wanted to go back into but a couple games that i've had that for at least for several weeks that i haven't even tried yet and uh, so that was kind of cool yeah yeah we uh a couple of weeks off from new releases we finally get a chance to attack the backlog and then uh looking ahead into the next week uh probably going to be another daunting week of content uh cryptic hints mm -hmm. uh cool stuff coming stay tuned uh but yeah we, we had a chance to go back and, and um and get into the backlog now for for me it my my backlog itself is a daunting prospect and i spent probably as much time trying to decide what i wanted to play out of all those games uh, than I did actually playing, uh, you did something that surprised me for about a half a second. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, it really makes sense. And, and you attacked your PlayStation VR backlog. Yeah. And that was one of the things that, uh, I, I don't know what I, I guess it's the PlayStation in general. I just, for some reason, it always takes a step, uh, second, um, it's always behind my PC and I thought you know what there's a lot of stuff that I really need to get to and and specifically games that like I said that I I just got weeks ago and I hadn't even tried them and they're really good games um but the first one that I I wanted to attack um and I I I, I did a good job Wes but I somewhat failed um because I still still didn't finish it um was Astrobot Rescue Mission and uh, I, I just um this game is so good and I you know what really got me to want to go back into it for real is I went into my account after I let people use my PlayStation last week and I noticed that like four or five of the levels had been played that I've never seen before and I was like oh fuck no you know like on my account so um I had to go back and play those levels again and um I really uh it got back into it and I got to the very last boss and um there was that something in me that really drives main fan crazy I didn't want to I didn't want it to end and so <laughs> I just didn't finish the last boss and so like I it's still going um but uh it was real I re re-fell in love with this game again yeah dude I, I this is one of the best VR games period this uh the everything about this game is pretty much perfection first of all uh from a graphics and sound standpoint 
beautiful, right? Looks as good as any uh, PC platformer that that I've ever played, right? Yeah, and I'm blown away again just by the difference in the PlayStation uh, Pro versus the Slim and how good the graphics look. And um, like that last section of levels, man, my lord, they were so fucking cool, man. Even that, you know, swimming away from that shark that's coming up, you know, as you're trying to go through that, uh, it, they're just things that it blew me away again and i was like man this game is just so good and i really feel like um everybody that shits all over platform games platform games in vr need to play this because um it's the best platformer uh game i've played so yeah the, that shark uh that shark battle was almost as difficult if not uh just as much so as the uh as the final boss even though the final boss might be a little bit longer of a battle but that shark thing was tough wasn't i wouldn't it? doubt it because it was so tough Wes, that i legitimately thought it was the last boss i thought oh. i'm finishing the last boss i'm doing it and then i finished it and then some weird cloud thing came up there and and i was like oh fuck, that's not the last boss I, it surprised me because it was a bitch it took me like almost an hour of of playing it dying several times walking away because i was ready to you know i i don't want to smash my vr i it was tempted because it gets frustrating um but uh then i finished it and then i thought wow that would have been dumb um i would have had to go out and buy a new vr so it kind of throws you back to those the the feeling you used to get playing those old platform games right you get frustrated like to the point of of pulling your hair out and then uh what it's a double-edged sword because when you finally do beat it, such gratification, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, man. I, it makes me realize that, um, and this is not a knock at, at the younger generation today, but, man, when it comes to gaming, man, you guys are fucking soft, dude. Like, the shit that we had to play, like, even just pixel-ripped. I've heard people bitch about pixel-ripped because it's the old-school way of, like, having to fly through levels and 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 not mess up and, and jump at the perfect time and like we um we did it and you guys are kind of doing it so no but uh this is it is definitely one of the in my opinion must play games and if um sony and and uh pc ever do come together i think this game will be amazing on the place or on the uh pc so yeah i i think about this often because we we do have ps5 coming uh with all of this you know high end pc level specs uh, I'm kind of trying to envision how this game can get better, you know, because it's already so beautiful. I mean, what could they do? Uh, there's no aliasing in it. Uh, there's no really foveated rendering that I noticed. I guess there's a little bit of aliasing on some of the later levels. Uh, but, I mean, uh, I struggle to, to uh, think of substantial ways that they could improve this. Yeah, not outside of Astrobot 2. Um, which would be amazing for made for PlayStation Five. Um, I, I can't wait. I guarantee it's coming. So uh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. We we do know uh, we know it to be fact that Sony Japan Studios is working on something. We don't know what it is. We hope that it's a sequel to Astro Bot Rescue Mission. They put this thing together pretty quickly, so I, I got to imagine that if it is a sequel to Astro Bot, we may have it uh within a year um which is great because this game 20 levels uh tremendous level diversity probably the strength of the game is the diversity in levels uh 
it's it's Mario level quality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just the way that you incorporate yourself into the game and um, get to be a player and smashing stuff with your head and the different controllers that you get to get out of those chests. Um, like even that last level, man, um, the shark level, I like I didn't even have a, a thing, a controller until the very end. I was like, man, this is weird. And then all of a sudden it gives me a water shooter, you know, like um, and each each controller is different, you know, for each level. So sometimes it's a hook that shoots out and grabs stuff, and um, each one of them is is unique. Um, and I like at how these things, like the the gorilla, and like even in one of the levels, the later levels, like the robot pops back up and he's looking over, and they just made it did a really good job of um, incorporating scale as well as um, everything else. Yeah, yeah, just a, a masterpiece of a game. I really can't go on about it uh, enough. You know, this is one of those games that um, I struggle with when I when I, when I do have time to go back into my backlog. A lot of the times, I just want to go play games like this again. You know, you know, I've already beaten this game twice, start to finish, and uh, now I have my capture card. I want to recapture it in full 1080p HD for my channel. But man, I've already done it twice. <laughs> You, you know, I've got so many other things that I haven't played. It, it's it's uh it's difficult. I have to make myself not play this more. Yeah. Well, have you got all your robots? Like everyone, oh, okay. every robot, every chameleon. Uh, I've I I I have not uh, played any of the challenge stages yet. You know, the challenges that you unlock. I've unlocked every one of them and haven't played any of them. Yeah. So I guess that's something I could get into. I just unlocked a really weird one. I can't even remember what the name of it was, but like when I unlocked it, I was like, what the fuck is that? That is weird. Um, yeah, I, I need to go into those as well. I have not done one challenge yet either, so I don't even know what to expect from them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're from what I understand, they're like these timed things that uh, the levels are... Uh, somewhat based upon the levels that you unlock them in it's not the exact same thing it might be a piece of a level mm. and you have like a timer that you have to do so many things um, speed run style challenges and things uh, if i understand correctly again i haven't played it okay but yeah great first choice roots uh i can't say that i blame you here probably would have been the first one that i went for as well yeah uh what else what else did you uh check out on your playstation all right my second actually i was supposed to pick two i picked three um one the second one i picked i'm only doing three because i i only played a little bit of this same creator um japan studios everybody's golf um actually i won this from reddit uh just when all the people were coming into to vr over christmas and i was like hovering over reddit um helping people and um this key popped up for playstation i thought fuck man I was surprised I won it because usually those things go so quick. Um, and it's a forty dollars game, so I thought, damn, this is a really good, um, really good game. And it actually, is pretty good. Um, my thing is, is like, uh, and I, I think this is my my cross to to bear, um, West, because like within five minutes, I I needed that girl to disappear. I needed my caddy to go away because I call her Chatty Caddy because she just wants to keep talking and. And like you miss a shot and she's like, oh, you know, and like just shit that I'm like, I just don't need you hovering over me, making me feel like shit, lady. Um, and uh, and so I didn't like that. But the physics, Wes, man, it really did feel like I had that con- 
that um that club in my hand and it when i hit the ball it worked really well so i can see why everybody loves this game i just need to figure out or the devs need to make me be able to turn her off um or something or just make her disappear i i don't really need it. she doesn't even help me man like my thing is just like i would get there and she's not even if she's telling me well you know you should use the sand wedge for this you know she doesn't even do any of that shit, man. I, I have to get there, and I, I decide, I guess. I don't know what she's doing there. Like, do you... <laughs> I don't know, man. It stressed me out more than I thought it, it would have. But, uh, but yeah, it's done very well. So. It sounds like you have some lingering residual <laughs> emotional issues from the dirt rally passenger to me. I think so. I think you still, uh, I think you still harbor resentment toward that guy, and you're taking it out on chatty caddy yeah and she's nice too like i mean don't get me wrong i should be nicer i need to i need to get over it but um but yeah so i, I just wanted to touch on that i mean it's definitely worth a game worth um playing for sure um if you like golf i guarantee you're gonna love it but uh um, i'm not much of a golfer so but it's cool it's a cool game um cool but uh but the what was good about this is me not really playing that much time it it allowed me to get into the, the game that I really wanted to get into. And um, I, I, I was playing some touring carts the other night with um, with Phil Yarn and Scion, and we had such a fun time. I, I really wanted to try this game, and um, it blew me away. Like, I, I've only tried, like, maybe 10 tracks or something, and each track got better and better, and the options that you can do, like, I never had the steering wheel in my hand like that, but um, the options of what you can do, even just to the point where you can pretty much be shrunk down and on top of the, the car looking at it through first person and it just feels so good like the turning everything about it it just i feel like i'm i'm playing uh you know micro machines you know and i'm in the i don't know man it was it was really tight yeah uh, again this game really really reminds me of one of my old favorites rc pro-am and uh, the more footage that i see of it you know the the stronger i feel that I mean, did you get into RC Pro-Am very much when you were uh, younger? And if so, does this game uh, play as much like it as it seems like it does? Um, yeah, back in the day, actually, I did. I really loved RC Pro-Am. And, and one thing I will admit, um, I didn't do any of the battling on this um, because I wanted to, to check out the courses. And there's two options. You can either do it just strictly racing and you can do battling, which I think is cool, too, because as I'm racing, like I... There were so many times, Wes, that I would get around a corner and I'd box somebody out and I'd smash him into something and I would take first and it felt so good. It felt like I was really racing. There wasn't, you know, a lot of these racing games, you don't feel like you can get ahead, you know, and something like this, well, obviously you're shooting each other, you're you're doing a lot of damage and carnage and that's cool, but sometimes I just want to race. Sometimes I want to box somebody out. I want to I want to cut in there and, and take that corner better than them and, and pull ahead and... Uh, I felt like every race I had a chance and I felt like every race, um, it was just very good. Uh, I, and you can see as with all the, the dirt as it's flying up, it, they just really nailed this game. And, um, as I was playing it, I really hope it comes to PC as well, because I feel like this is a game that is a shame to not have on every VR platform. So. Yeah. Well, I imagine that it probably will just based upon the fact that, um, uh you know when you talk about multiplayer games you, you kind of in vr you kind of need to uh increase your numbers by any means possible and uh 
while PlayStation VR is the logical best place to start, five million headsets out there, uh, as with everything, engagement's going to decline over time, and uh, a, a delayed rollout over the various platforms would be very smart here. I'd like to see it come to Quest next, to be honest, and uh, and then roll out to PC sometime after that. Yeah, that would be great, right? This would be an amazing game for Quest. Actually, it's, like I said, it's just an amazing game, period. Um, just on the level of how many courses there are, all the different cars that you can unlock. The um, You're upgrading everything as you're going. And uh, it really has that feel, like you said, of RC Pro-Am in almost every way. And uh, um, I really enjoy it. So it's definitely, I got it for 20 bucks. I don't know if that was on sale or not because it was during the sales. Um, but even if I paid 30, I think it would have been worth it. Yeah, it looks like a solid, uh, really good racing title. Um, was it have like 50 tracks or something? Yeah, like something that? like that. I mean, I know that I didn't even feel like I was even close to, uh, being, um, uh, able to see everything. And, and then the options, man, sometimes you want to zoom up. That was one of the things I didn't like about blaze rush is, is I wanted to be in on top of the car. I, I it's great to be from a, a above overlook overview. But um, sometimes you kind of want to be in it, right? Especially in VR. So, yeah, dude, looking at all these old games that they keep flashing back to, it just uh, makes me want to play this thing even more. Yeah, uh, awesome! Another great PlayStation VR title. Uh, you've pretty much sold me on it here. I, I want to play it now. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want you to play it too, because then that means we're playing it together, dude. Like if we can get um, even just a, a good core. That was one of the. Th the highlights of my week and if i wasn't focusing on playstation vr i would have done touring carts because like three people playing together was amazing but if you could get a full room of eight people in this or any racing game man it would just be a trash talking fun time man because we were scion phil and i were trash talking each other the whole time and and it was just a, it was a good time so. yeah yeah sounds like it. it friends in vr are always the best you know that they make a good thing better, yeah, right? Yep, absolutely. And you can be a cop car, man. Who doesn't want to be a cop car in a race, right? Well, huh? especially a battle race. You know, you can't escape from justice. That's race. right. That's right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, awesome. It sounds like you had a pretty fun week with your uh, PlayStation VR. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I kind of went the opposite way with it here, and uh, I stuck with PC VR uh, this week. I did have a chance to check uh, a couple of different titles out. First of all, um, one that uh, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about lately, and that is Layers of Fear VR. Uh, I did go into this for my third stint, and uh, this game's getting interesting, Roots. Um, I wouldn't say that it's getting scarier. Uh, probably if I had any complaint about the early part of this game is that it's not very scary it's dark it's extremely dark violent tendencies and profanity on display with the story um even a little bit of gore even the, even if it is implied but as far as what's going on in the game aside from an occasional uh jump scare which are very effective by the way they're good jump scares they work um, not very scary yet, uh, you know, and again, I'm still in the process of making my way through the game. I feel like I'm kind of halfway through it. Um, 
the way it works is uh, you have this room that's kind of like your bedroom. Uh, I have a theory that I think it's kind of symbolic of uh, some space in your mind that you keep revisiting because every time you get back to it, it's different. It's like very different from the last time you were in it. And uh, you find these items that help you unlock part of your memory and then you end up back in this room again. Mm. And uh, inside this room, there's a closet with six doors on it. And every time that you uh, that you find one of these items and unlock part of the memory, uh, one of these closet doors unlock. And that's where you keep the items that you find. So out of the six doors, I've unlocked three. Uh, so I feel like I'm probably about halfway through it. But um, very impressed with the storytelling. Uh, again, a very, very dark story. And uh, the description of uh, psychedelic atmospheric horror uh, absolutely lives up to that. Some of the things that I saw during this last play session absolutely blew my mind. Just the audio-visual aspect of it, the world melting around me and all these weird, trippy effects. It really made me wonder... Uh, how this was ever a flat game. It seems so perfect for VR. Yeah, it's kind of weird when you look at something like this. When you've seen it in VR, it, it, it's exactly the feeling. It's like, how could you play this game outside of, of VR and have the same experience, right? Um, it just doesn't uh, doesn't compute for me. But that uh, sounds really intriguing um, as far as everything going on. I know everybody in the Discord has been really raving about this game. And... Uh, um, for a lot of reasons, but, um, I mean, even Alex is really getting into it and he's, you know, starting to really come around to horror games. Um, although, like you said that, you know, after playing resident evil, um, seven, this is just, I, I would imagine it's, it's not that scary as far as jump scare wise, but, uh, um, most games aren't these days compared to that. So. Yeah, it's, it's just a different type of game completely from resident evil seven. Uh, I know they're both considered horror games, but they they couldn't be further from each other as far as the actual gameplay goes. Um, but yeah, I, what, what's really cool about this game is it is so surreal. Um, you, you'll find rooms changing all around you. You're pretty much playing the role of a psychopath who's lost his mind, and you're trying to uh, you're trying to repair a broken mind. Mm. And the more you repair it. You, the more you remember these horrible things that you did and you start to understand why this guy ended up going crazy in the first place. Um, again, these are early impressions. If you want to know my long-form thoughts on it, as I form them, you can uh, click this link up here and uh, watch the video. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really digging this one, Roots, and uh, I feel like uh, this one probably deserves one more good shot from you because you need to get through... Uh, you need to get through that door, man. You didn't even start playing this one yet. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? That it's like really you, like you said, all the good shit started after that door. So yeah, I will go back into it. Um, I want to see what you, what you're seeing. So that's worth it to me. Mm. There was this one scene. Um, seems like all the coolest scenes happen in these very long corridors. You, you go through a door and there's this long hallway that seems like it goes forever and periodically there will be candles placed, lit candles. And uh, there was one time where uh, I started walking down this thing and I started hearing some weird stuff in my ears. And then I walked a little bit more and like the picture 
started to uh, separate. You started seeing double and triple of everything. But one of them had like a red tint. One had a blue tint. One had a like a green tint. And everything was just kind of starting to separate. Like the reality started to come out of focus. And it got all weird and psychedelic, mm. you know, to be honest. Uh, another time I went down this uh, hallway and uh, there was windows all down one side and a wall all down the other side. And um, it was storming outside, so there was flashes of lightning through the window casting shadow on the wall, you know. And uh, you start to hear this uh, lady crying. And as you walk up to the windows and look at the, the lightning flash through the window on the wall, and you could see the silhouette of the of the mm. girl crying. And if you got close to it, it would throw you on your ass, like throw you 10 feet away from it. Wow. It was cool. Sounds like a real, like, haunted house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of catching shit out of the corner of your eye. And uh, by the time you look at it, it's gone. Stuff like that. Mm. Just stuff to kind of creep you out. Creep factor 10. Just not like uh, fight or flight. There's none of that fight or flight fear like resident evil 7 has okay yet i need i need a re i need a rebuke button is what i need if they're if i'm going into some <laughs> um some uh weird um spirits and stuff i'll rebuke the hell out of them so. well i think what you're going to find and again i could be misreading it or the uh or the the developers could be misleading me there could be a twist you know but at least at this point in the story it seems like uh, I am the monster, mm. and uh, uh, you know only time will tell. That's kind of weird because that means um, you're throwing yourself on your ass, and I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen crazy people do crazy yeah, things. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, in the second game, I decided that I was going to go into was actually Westworld Awakening. But on my way in to play Westworld Awakening, something caught my eye roots. Mm. And uh, it was one of those spontaneous things. Um, Res Infinite is one of those games for me. It's one of those nostalgia games from back when you first tried VR. Uh, you had a few different things that you tried. And now when you think back on that experience, you get this warm, fuzzy feeling about it. Res Infinite's one of those games for me, but at the same time, I've never played Res Infinite before. Uh, on the PlayStation VR demo disc, there's a, a level from Res in it, and uh, it's level four, I think. And um, I played through it and loved it. Never went back. Uh, I ended up, <laughs> yeah, I ended up, you know, years in, I ended up buying it on Steam. So that I could play it, and I never played it. And, uh, you know, when I was going in to play Westworld, Res caught my eye. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to play Res. Because this, this game is brought to us by the same uh, developer that brought us Tetris Effect. It uh, has that same kind of um, uh, visual overload that Polybius gives you. Uh, the way it works is, is you're, you're kind of going into this computer mainframe visualized and your job is to uh, defeat the viruses that are contained therein but uh, the way you progress is uh, you you find these uh, level gates and uh, 
when you shoot those, another layer gets added into the visualization. And the way you make it to the end of the level is by adding 10 layers in. So by the time you start getting to like five and six, this thing's getting really crazy looking. By the time you get to 10, it's just nuts. And uh, they tie in a bunch of uh, philosophy and uh, spiritual and emotional uh, 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 philosophy stuff into the game and the meaning of it, especially when you get into the later levels. Uh, I pretty much played through this thing, Roots. I, I died on the on the what I think is the last boss fight and stopped playing it. But uh, man, I had a blast playing this. Thing. That's kind of crazy. I'm watching this and I know I've played it, but I don't feel like I've played it which is weird because I must not have gone in as very far like you. Um, and it makes me want to check it out because, you know, layer upon layer, um, especially getting to that 10th layer just sounds insane. And I can already see just from this, I think this is layer two or something. It's already getting crazy. Um, and uh, there we go. Let, oh, that's five. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to check this one out again as well because I, I don't know enough about it as I'm watching this. I'm like was watching thinking what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I know I've played enough. I should be, this should, I should recognize it. And it's, it tells me I need to go in and play it. So, uh, well, let me say this. Uh, first of all, I highly recommend it. Of course, uh, this is a legendary game. Not, I mean, even before VR, people love this game, but, um, if you want to have your best experience in VR, go through the settings, go through all of them and set it up properly. Uh, because there's a lot of settings in this and uh, for example uh, the 3d effect it it isn't maxed by default mm. you have to turn it up um, there the cursor that you use to aim uh, by default you can use uh, both like you can use hand aiming or gaze based uh, and, and what happens when you have uh, have both enabled is that you just end up using the gaze based anyway and, but having it on your hands as well causes it to be a little less perfect because you move your hand and it kind of drags it off. So what I did is I went and just switched it to only gaze-based, and uh, it, it played a lot better after I did mm. that. Uh, it, it was a lot more accurate with the aiming. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was a lot of different uh, settings that you could do. There was internal super sampling up to uh, 250% you can enable. Uh, all sorts of options with graphics and, and sound. Uh, but if you tailor it uh, to the way that you want it, this is an absolutely amazing experience. Wow. So, yeah, so you got to the last boss, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a fairly lengthy uh, fight because you have to uh, beat it in stages. Like you would imagine if you were battling this epic virus you would have to take down layers of defense right that's kind of how it, it goes and um uh, something else i'd say about this game too is it gets better like the later levels are way better than the early ones so just if you're not blown away at first uh stick to it because like level four and five are just awesome and i haven't even played the famed area x which is what everyone says the real value is with this game i haven't even played that one yet it's kind of a separate thing outside of the original res but uh, uh that's that's something i saved for the next playthrough and um yeah i'm looking forward to, to getting back into it only reason i quit was just uh 
due to time constraint. It wasn't because I was uh, uh, sick of playing it. I would have kept going. Yeah, depending on how many times I die to something, that's usually my my constraint. It's like I, I have that limit of I, I can't do this again. Um, I, I'm yeah, done. I died, I died maybe four or five times through the whole play session, through the whole thing. Uh, not a lot. I didn't feel like it was too much. It was like I would... I would almost be the boss and get killed. And then uh, you do have to uh, play through the level. It doesn't like checkpoint you right at the boss. So if you die, you have to play the whole level again. Mm. But uh, it's so fun, you don't really mind. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, again, it's has quite the reputation and uh, deservedly so, in my opinion. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, for a game this old, I think this was... Uh, like a Sega Genesis or a Sega CD game. This this is a very old game, uh, but it holds up even today. And it just shows you that there's a lot of games like this that they could port into VR and make amazing. Doesn't matter how old they are, even the nostalgia, v, you know, factor. Like I imagine playing a Sonic the Hedgehog, like a really legit, really good one in VR. You know, third person, that fucker zipping around like he always did, and I just say I they could do it really well. Um, and I think we're going to see that in the next year or two of just a lot of these really nostalgia games being brought into VR um, because it's, we're, we're wanting it. You know, the cravings are there, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, because, you know, uh, that's the generation, right? The generation who, who happen to be the VR enthusiast right now. Uh, of course, you know, the demographics are growing and changing, but uh, we still uh dominate the the space when it comes to vr so yeah absolutely i could see that happening whether it be officially supported or modded in one way or the other it'll end up happening yeah. all right so i think that's going to wrap up the backlog report roots all in all uh, a fun week right we don't always have to have new games to have fun uh we've amassed uh, a, a library of game hundreds deep uh, that we can uh, we can have fun playing, you know. Yeah. As long as we can find the time, right? Yeah. Sometimes a backlog report is actually more fun because there there's so many games that I put off, um, for so many reasons. I mean, and that is real. Like we, there's so many times we have plans of whatever, and then something drops, and we're like, no, like this is a very anticipated game, and we need to talk about it. So everything else kind of gets pushed to the side. So it's it's nice to be able to go back and um. Like you said, there's always something to talk about. So, Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. We, uh, I've said it many times. If they didn't release another game this year, like zero games released this year, I have no doubt that we would be able to continue our scheduled content on this channel uh, without taking a break. We, we could find stuff to cover for the entire year and have fun doing it. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap the backlog report and move us into our topic. Uh, and the topic's a bit of a heavy one this week, uh, uh, and a timely one uh, as well. Uh, I've seen a couple other channels do it, and it's a topic that has a, a, a very uh, detailed history. And I want to go ahead up front here and say I'm not trying to recap the entire debate over the years and uh, I'm not going to come at you with all the stats and the studies, and uh, we're just going to have a real ca casual uh, conversation here of an old topic that has become a, a new 
because of VR. And that is uh, the, the age-old debate about graphic content in video games. Violence, sexual content, profanity. Uh, how does this affect the player? Uh, and uh, the uh, ethics behind uh, game development today. Should uh, uh, game developers be restricting themselves when they make games or should we allow the um, artist the complete and total freedom that they need to uh, express themselves and then uh, we can police uh, what we consume and what we don't consume on our end. Um, so first of all, uh, this debate's been going on forever. Roots is when is uh, when does the uh, the the violence in the media that we consume begin to affect us on a psychological level? Um, I feel like uh, we've been pretty much having this debate my entire adult life, right? Yeah, yeah. Even before that, you know, your kid. Our parents are telling you, you know, games are too violent or whatever. Um, that's my thing. And I was telling you before we filmed, uh, you know, I've grown up playing video games my whole life, um, violent, whatever. And um, I get into games today uh, and it's like, say it's GTA 5 or whatever, and you're supposed to run around and kill people. I feel wrong about it. I don't run around and just blow people away. I I, I agonize over some of the decisions in games where people say, oh, it's going to desensitize you. Well, apparently it hasn't worked on me because I've played, you know, I'm 45 years old. I've been playing games for at least 38 of those. And um, I'm not killing people, Wes. I'm not out there smashing people's brains in. You know, I, I, I didn't have to stop myself yesterday from beating somebody up in a convenience store, you know, because I was playing uh, uh, Path of the Warrior last week and punching people, you know, you get confused, you go in and you start punching people in real life and you're like, oh, fuck, this isn't a game. It's just such a bizarre argument to me. I, I see it. And then the only thing that then we've even talked about this, the only reason why it even becomes a viable discussion again is because VR is different. And they say that uh, it does almost create a memory, um, whereas a regular video game doesn't, correct? Well, um, yeah, well, it seems a lot more like, uh, like a real experience because of the, uh, massively increased immersion that the technology brings. But, uh, I think what the, what the big, um, imperative is behind this discussion, not only today, but during the, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it started is the, the increasing, uh, role that video games have had as an entertainment platform not only in the lives of uh of us adults but children as well uh got some some stats for you uh more than 90 percent of united states children play some kind of video games and when you consider only the adolescents between 12 to 17 the figure rises to 97 percent this is as of 2011 it's probably even higher today um Although high levels of video game use are often popularly associated with adolescents, children younger than eight who play video games spend a daily average of 69 minutes on handheld consoles, 57 minutes on computer games, 45 minutes on mobile, including tablets, um, 
this is uh, as of 2013. Um, considering the vast number of children and youth who use video games uh, and that more than 85% of video games on the market contain some form of violence, uh, the public has been concerned about the effects of using violent video games may have on individuals, especially children and adolescents. So, um, basically, we had the rise of, uh, of video games. It started with Mario, you know, and Nintendo, and year after year, the games have gotten more realistic and it has drawn more and more children into it, and no one really ever thought twice about it uh, until Columbine happened. The Columbine School Massacre happened uh, April 20th, 1999, killing 13 people, wounding 20 others. Uh, two students at the school came in with a, a, an array of weaponry and, and um, blew their classmates away. And, uh, and this has been an, a recurring thing happening ever since then. And why that's happening is debatable. Uh, you know, and no one really knows for sure, but a lot of people would tell you it's because of the violence that we consume in our entertainment media. Yeah, see, I, I disagree. Well, I mean, like you say entertainment media, and that's one of the things that I think is interesting because they seem to focus more on video games, you know, and this is what drives me crazy, um, especially with, uh, you know, Hollywood is the same people that will lecture me that, you know, violence and and guns and everything have the most violent fucking movies and they're toting guns like they're going out of style you know hollywood the movies i feel like are do more than video games and i even then it's like at some point um i don't know it, it it's a it's a weird thing because a lot of a lot of these um things are happening for other reasons you know i mean there's statistically there's just there's a lot of people that um, we won't get into too much of it, but there's there's a lot of um, psychotropic drugs, a lot of drugs that people are put on that will increase the odds of things happening. So, you know, I, I, I personally believe, uh, you know, and I can only go by my own personal experience that it doesn't have that much of effect on on average people because I feel like I'm average and I I'm not running around killing people and I'm very anti-violence. Um, you would think with all the shooters and all the call of duties i've played i should be out there cleaning my gun wes i don't own a gun you know what i mean like so i don't know man it's just a weird it's weird well, well uh, let me stay uh let, let me first of all say that i agree with your opinion here um and, and not just when it comes to video games with with all entertainment media it's all kind of the same thing movies and video games it's all electronic uh entertainment media um i don't think i mean, I mean there i'm sure it has some effect on the psyche of the people who who consume it uh i don't think that it's to blame in the rising levels of violence in the world i think that there are other factors such as you you mentioned uh the the medication and the chemicals uh, you know not just in medication but there's chemicals in everything we bathe in chemicals we eat chemicals we, we everything we do uh all of the modern products we use it's all full of chemicals we spray chemicals in our air to make it smell better and uh i feel like that this probably has just as uh big an effect on us psychologically psychologically as anything does 
including our electronic media and proof positive being that since the dawn of electronic media back in the, the early part of the 20th century uh, there's been excessively excessively violent uh, forms of, of media available and um, it's only recently that we started to have these sorts of, of issues in our country and I don't think that this has anything to do with the well I don't think it can be directly blamed on just entertainment media I don't think that it can be directly blamed on uh, on, on gun ownership either for that matter uh, take me for example I enjoy uh, playing violent video games I love getting into a violent video game I don't have the moral quandary that you have I will go up and uh, slaughter viciously a, a thousand NPCs it doesn't bother me at all they're not real uh, if it's an online game uh, that's got a social aspect to it I might not want to screw with people uh, you know and mess up their day but uh, you know that's just me there's a uh, 10 feet from me right now roots uh, there's a nine millimeter in a box of shells uh, I would never ever use it to hurt someone uh, unless I feel like they were threatening me or my family that's why it's here and uh, that's why I have it uh, so yeah uh, apparently you know, I, I, I listen to violent music I, I watch violent movies and I play violent video games I own a gun and uh, I'm the most peaceful guy you'll ever meet. I, I would never hurt anyone intentionally. Uh, maybe I'm an outlier, but I don't think so, Roots. I think that uh, there are more people out there like me than there are people who aren't like me. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is, is it's just crazy people in this world. You know, some people want to go around and hurt people. Other people don't want to hurt people. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess the debate is out there, you know, as far as VR, because we haven't, it hasn't been around long enough. I, I can't tell you whether it, it's creating, you know, memories or like memories that are going to affect me somewhere down the line. I don't think that that I, I think I can separate the two, um, you know, but I, I'm also one of those people that I'm not going to write anything off until I've seen the, the proof, you know, like they're it's not been around long enough. It's, it's, it's like we were talking about the other day about the eyes and kids and stuff. We don't even know if that affects people's eyes and how they, they develop, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know about VR as, as it's coming around, you know, and, and somebody was mentioning the other day about, uh, you know, putting a transmitter on your head for wireless headsets. I, that was my first thought was like, do I want a transmitter near my head? Um, because not everything is benign. Everyone has this, like you said, chemicals, everything, you know, there's a lot of things out there that harm us. And if we're just not paying attention and, um, and maybe VR does affect people in some way down the road. But uh, right now I, I, I don't see enough proof or enough, um, evidence to see that that's the truth. And, uh, you know, after three years or almost three years of playing it myself, I don't feel like I've changed any. So okay well before I, we get to the uh to the modern technology aspect of the debate um let's back up a little bit here and just uh, i have a question um let's assume and uh, again taking the technology out of it altogether we're just talking right now about um uh, electronic digital entertainment okay movies games the whole the whole deal let's assume that the critics are correct and that 
these things have a negative impact psychologically uh, on people, especially children. Um, do we then have a moral authority to censor the artist? Or do we have more of an authority to, uh, to, to censor ourselves? And what I mean by that is by the kind of things that we take in, the kind of things we allow our children to take in. Yeah, I'm not a big believer in um, somebody else limiting what I can can and can't do. I think we are we should be able to, to police ourselves and say, you know what, this isn't right for me. Or, or you know, like if we do decide it's it's the children, then you just make sure that they don't get it in their hands. You know, don't don't screw me over because someone else can't control their kids and won't, you know, keep them. I'm sure you don't let your kids play shit they shouldn't be playing. I didn't either, you know. Like, it's up to the parents to make sure that doesn't happen, not the government or anybody that's going to set that that setting for me anyway. Uh, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, if I can keep the powers that be out of my life in almost every way and just let me do my thing, then I think that's the way to go. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, again, I agree with you here. Uh, I think that uh, that you can't you can't censor artists. You have to allow them to be able to to to, to create their art uh, as they as they envision it. And the more you shackle people, and, and and don't get it twisted. When I talk about art, I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about music, and I'm talking about video games. It's all art. These are all artists trying to convey something through their creation. And the more constraints we put on them, uh, the less ability that they have to get a, their point across to us. And, uh, and I, I agree. If there is a, uh, any kind of negative impact or even a danger of it, uh, it's up to me as the consumer and me as the parent to, uh, to use caution with my consumption here. Uh, I think when you get to the uh, get into the business of censoring people, uh, that's dangerous, and it has implications that span uh, farther than just the artistic space. When you start censoring artists, uh, that very quickly can snowball into censoring everyone in the uh, in the name of the greater good. So uh, I'm never for censorship. Uh, uh, I am for personal responsibility uh, in this, as well as other things, and um, I feel like uh, this opinion that you and I share is an opinion that we formed many years ago, because like I said, coming into this, this is an old debate, right? Yeah, and it's something that, you know, it, it gets kind of irritating as a, as a person that's played video games to be told that these things are... Ooh, this is so dangerous, especially, like I said, when I go from my own personal experience um, and and people that I know. And I, I mean, I don't know anybody that's gone around killing people. And I all my friends have played video games just like this. So um, but uh, I mean, I understand the concern and I just I feel like we're living in a world where nobody, like you said, nobody wants to have personal uh, responsibility for anything. Everything is somebody else's fault, and let's just ban it all, you know? And at some point, like you said, it's a slippery slope. The next thing you know, everything's being censored and banned. And uh, for whatever reason, like, we can't even go and violate, you know, that slippery slope will go to other things. Like, if China had their way, they'd be censoring Winnie the Pooh out of everything. 
uh, you know, every game ever, you know. So, and that's just such a small little thing, you know, and it, it's, it just shows you that there's always going to be somebody that doesn't want something out there for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, pick whatever you like and imagine somebody out there telling you, you can't have that anymore. And um, that triggers me. I, you know, it's my trigger point. Don't fuck with my life. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. I will all be nice. I'll leave everybody else alone and, and uh, everybody's happy. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, again, an age old debate here, everyone has an opinion and uh, luckily for us as a society, uh, our opinion has, has pretty much won out in, uh, in terms of we do pretty much allow artists the ability to saw people's heads off with the, with a circular saw in their games if they want to, or crowbar somebody's face off. Some violent uh, shit. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, great. This is allowed to uh, take place in our video games. And again, um, when we're talking about these specific types of games, it's all kind of cartoony and doesn't look very real anyway. But then, that, then we start to look at the dawn of VR, a new technology that isn't so cartoony. Well, it is. But that doesn't matter because uh, all of a sudden now, we're not looking through the window anymore. We're in these worlds. We're not pushing a button to, to make this happen. Uh, we're, we're holding the gun. We're aiming down the sights. We're pulling the trigger. Um, I feel like the debate today uh, is a different one. Even though it's the same debate, it has different implications because the immersiveness uh, of the technology uh, used to play video games is getting so real so quickly. Uh, it's not quite the same thing anymore, is it? No, it's not. And um, and I was thinking about this the, uh, yesterday when we were talking about the, the topic. You know, Westworld is a perfect example of, of what they foresee where this would lead, right? You know, how somebody gets corrupted a totally normal person goes in and and over time becomes a murderer and um and uh so i can see where you could make that assumption or you could think that this is going to be something more than just playing video games because like you said you're now the analogy that i use to people when i'm talking about vr i'm not looking through the window i'm in the window you know i'm now in there and maybe there is something that changes as you're killing people. And I would submit that the real change will come in games like Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, where maybe you're coming up to somebody and you do have to make a, a decision to kill somebody in a moralistic story where it feels a little bit more real. And you're saying, you know what, I don't care. I'm f killing your ass, you know, and it you don't feel anything is there, but it's like logging something away. So I can I can see the the fear, um, or at least that side of the argument more than any other than it's ever been. Yeah, well, it takes on a different dimension with VR. You know, the 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 old debate was, uh, will the games desensitize you to this type of of violence, to these types of decisions, like the one that you're talking about, uh, these moral decisions that you make. Um, before, when you weren't in the game, it was just uh, an action that you took for the uh, window that you were peering through. But now it's more than that. Not only do you have uh, the desensitization 
to these situations uh, happening on a greater scale than ever before because you're in the game. But you're also able to sharpen your skills. You know, I, never before in a video game could playing it make you a more proficient murderer. But it absolutely is the case now. If you play a lot of VR with a lot of uh, combat situations going on and madness happening all around you, and you develop skills to, to, to block all of that out and aim down the sights and pull the trigger, uh, these are absolutely real-world skills that uh, could be used in a positive or negative way, uh, and most likely a negative way because there aren't very many good situations where you're going to be pulling the trigger on somebody's uh on somebody's face so uh it, it absolutely takes a different dimension it isn't the same thing when we're talking about vr because again you're sharpening your skills to uh hurt other people and uh it, it absolutely uh deserves to be uh revisited even though we've we've kind of closed the book on this debate many years ago yeah let me ask you this you know we have thief simulator um let's think about this last night do you think they'll have a murder simulator or maybe it won't be called murder simulator but you know like because we joked about it uh, about that nosy neighbor bitch that was like <laughs> going in and taking care of her but the game wouldn't let you but what if it did let you what if you could go in and and, and you know be graphic but like slit her throat or something fucked up you know um would people do that and would that decision create a moral dilemma you know because like i said before like that i believe that there's certain things that you can cross a line in sense just even for yourself in a game and not that it's going to change anything but like i can't imagine ever doing that like if that was an option i i it just it sounds horrible to slit someone's throat i don't care if it's fake or not i just i personally would never want to be a part of it um so again it, i go back to that like i've desensitized i've played so many games i've killed things but i should be wanting to slit her throat Wes. i should be wanting to shoot people in the face and i don't want to do it so um i just i don't i don't buy it now i maybe down the road i you know after i've played more vr games uh, maybe I start changing and I start feeling differently, but at this time I, I just don't I, I'm leaning more on the other side that it just You know until I see more evidence. I just don't think it's gonna it, either you're predisposed to do it or you're not either You're in a place to do something like that or you're not you know what I mean? Well, what you're describing here is absolutely coming the days gonna come where that game exists and, and pr proof positive being Look at Grand Theft Auto. Uh, every iteration, every sequel of that game as it comes out pushes the envelope even farther. You can do even more. Uh, you can go to even lower levels of depravity in uh, the, the crimes that you commit in that game. And eventually we're going to get to Grand Theft Auto VR. And it's going to be huge. And it's going to be way more stuff that you can do in it than you can in GTA 5 today. And it's going to be online, and it's going to be real people that you're doing it to. Mm. Even if you're not doing it to their physical bodies, you're going to be doing it to their digital avatars that they created. You're going to be robbing them of their uh, in-game currency that they earned at their in-game job. Um, there's going to be a lot of this going on. It absolutely is coming, and it's going to create a real-life Westworld situation 
for us uh, where we're going to basically uh, be able to go into these digital worlds and rape and pillage guilt-free, uh, which, you know, might be harmful to certain individuals. And for other individuals, it might just be a lot of fun. Like I, you know, I, I could see myself going into something like that and going crazy. I don't feel like it would affect me negatively outside the game. Whereas you're a different individual and uh, you, you would be feeling horrible guilt from it. Um, everybody's different. And I, I think that that's why, um, or one of the reasons why anyway, uh, even though the debate is vastly different today with the new technology, I don't feel like my answer is any different whatsoever. I feel like it's up to the individual to uh, to control their consumption, to be good parents to their children. And uh, I don't feel like, um, uh, even with the, the, the greater immersion, I, I still don't feel like we should be censoring our artists uh, in, in any way. Yeah, no, and especially if it's going to be such a... Um hypocritical thing you know it's like people will say we need to censor this but like i said in hollywood it's like the big focus is the games but nobody says anything about the movies or what's on tv um i would submit that does more than the games do um that's just my opinion because it's it's so consumed on such a greater level um that if anything is going to affect you i think it's going to be that you know then versus the game i don't know well, it's all, it's all the same in, in my eyes. I mean, the games, the, the, the movies, it's all, it's all digital entertainment. And if you see censorship in one, you're going to see it in everything. Uh, again, like I said a minute ago, censorship is a slippery slope and it pervades uh, one thing and then it just moves outward to everything else. That's why we have to be careful uh, what we allow um those who know better than us to uh to do the the more power we allow these people the more power they take um so i i i uh i don't believe in in, in very much of uh, uh of it at all if any i think that we should uh police ourselves when it comes to these matters and uh you know if something's truly depraved and deplorable uh you know, again, I feel that most people are good people and we'll call it out and uh, it'll just fail because of it, you know. Yeah, let society decide, you know, it'll if it doesn't do well, then it'll just fade away, right? Right. Yeah. So um, last week we had comments from the, the head of Respawn Entertainment, Vince Zampella, uh, and this, this is what he had to say. He said, as fidelity gets better and VR becomes more immersive, you kind of feel like you're there. So this kind of goes back to what you were just saying. And, and that translates to, am I harming another more realistic looking human? He says, that's something we're going to have to be very wary of. When you know that the setting is life and death and it's a historical thing, uh, while you may be causing harm to other virtual humans, you're doing it for the good of other virtual humans. In that simulation, it's something that has that was valuable to our world. So what he's saying is, um, actually, uh, VR, it goes both ways. Yeah, you may be having these violent situations, and you may be seeing these violent things happen. Uh, 
at the same time, you're getting a broader perspective of the sacrifices that were made uh, in our past, the history of our country. Uh, he's saying that uh, uh, that he specifically believes that, yeah, this is something to be concerned about in VR, so that it's important that if you're going to do these types of games that they, they take place in a historical setting. And, and Roots, um, a lot's been said this week about uh, this guy's comments and uh, whether or not we should be concerned and be censoring ourselves. But in this case, uh, this is different because we have the artists censoring themselves. And if they feel that they can convey their art uh, and, and hope by holding back some, uh, some aspects of it, then uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I just don't think that it should be controlled from an outside perspective. Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you want, like you said, or we were saying, I mean, if it's too gory or too crazy, you're going to limit your sales as well. So, you know, I mean, I just, uh, I go back to, like I said, not wanting to, to be limited, um, you know, because it's, it's <laughs> there's so many things, man. Like, you can't even buy fucking soda in New York and, like, just weird shit, you know? Like, it's... It, it starts with stuff that sounds good, that sounds very viable, and then all of a sudden, all these weird shit laws start getting passed, and you're like, man, I, I can't go out on Sunday anymore. Like, I can't walk down the street. I can't, you know, whatever. Whatever weird stuff that comes down the road, it starts with limiting people on something, and, and I'm I'm just behind self-censorship, self, uh, um, you know? Censor yourself versus other people, like you said. Right. So it looks like we, we formed our opinions on this uh, years ago, like I said, and despite the, uh, the, uh, the technology making the conversation a viable one once again in this generation, uh, our opinions have not changed very much. Uh, leave the art to the artist. Uh, let's not censor uh, others, but instead censor our, ourselves and control what we consume and uh the bad stuff will, will kind of all get sorted out in the end now that said we we just did an episode a few days ago roots where we're looking at uh at ultra uh high resolution displays we've seen recently uh leaps and bounds being made in lifelike character avatars facial expressions uh uh all of these different things uh progress being made to make the experience more real furthermore we're starting to see now um brain interface technology where the the game and your brain communicate through your skull uh, rather than just through the five senses and uh we, we've got uh chip implants coming and we've got ai coming uh you know artificial intelligence and that's going to bring about a whole new set of issues into the uh into the public consciousness so uh even though we've kind of made up our mind up on this debate uh i feel like this is one that we're going to have to come back to again because we can't really foretell what the uh what the technology is going to bring but one thing is for certain uh as we continue on into the future the the technology is going to increase at such a rate that uh the day may come or we very may uh well have to rein people in uh just because of the the profound implications of the artistic medium yeah because at some point like 
you know, like that movie, the the purge, you know, like if they have a game like that where you're running around raping, killing people, doing anything that you want to everybody. I just said there's certain things that I I just don't know that that would be a good game to be in, um, at least for me. And then, you know, you if you start seeing really, really dark, bizarre stuff coming out, you know, um, you know, I, I, I believe in God. So if you came went in and you like had a literal uh, devil worship game or something, I, I'd be opposed to it, you know. And I, I mean, it's just me personally, but there's just certain things that I think that certain people are going to have a problem societally. And, and I think that that, there, that discussion will come up, whether it be like the purge or whatever. There's going to be things that obviously will be crossing the line that obviously won't be good for collectively for the society. And that's where the debate will, it'll be weird. It'll be a weird time because, you know, you're running into that, to that point of, of now deciding and, and censoring things. You know, so as I'm saying, I don't want to be censored. I feel like at some point there is a point for it, and uh, and finding that point is hard. So, well, um, I mean, yeah, there's there's a point for everything, but that wasn't so much the 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 thrust of, of the, the the comment that I made. More than just the the subject matter coming to such an offensive point that we feel like we need to censor it. More than that, I'm talking about the technology itself getting to the point where uh, the, 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 the game itself becomes hard to differentiate from reality in the future because the technology gets so advanced. Right. So I'm not really talking about different subject matter than what we've had. You know, I'm still talking about violence. I'm still talking about sex. All of the stuff that... Uh, that we're debating about today's current games, but what happens when uh, the the technology is is hard to differentiate from reality? What happens when the 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 e, e, EKG. EEG on the back of your your head is manipulating your neurons to make you not only uh, see and hear things, but feel them and smell them? Uh, when it becomes that real. Uh, I think we're going to have to revisit the same debate on on the very same things, you know, the violence, the sex, all of that uh, ego driven uh, stuff that uh, sells so well. Yeah, I guess that that is a very legitimate point when it gets to the point where it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. Um, there's certain things you become an issue, or things that you know. I don't. I don't. I exactly know what you're saying and that just it's kind of a creepy thought to think you know my biggest thing is like even just the chips in people's minds and stuff like i've heard people say oh man i'd love to have a chip in my brain to where i'm like really in there and i'm thinking you're fucking crazy dude like at some point i just know man it it sounds good on paper i just don't trust anything or anybody that much to to go to that point and i think there is going to be that technological um change to where it's going to feel so real. Um, and, and what you just said really solidifies it. When I can start smelling things and feeling them, it's going to take that whole, like right now we get into VR and it's visual and audio and, and that's one level. But when everything comes together to where I really do have a hard time telling what's real and what's not, then, then it's a completely different conversation, I believe. So, 
Yeah, and, 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 the, and the answer might not be any different. We may get there and, and come to the same conclusions that we've come to here today, but uh, I feel like the, this is a debate that we're going to keep revisiting, and I think that's a good thing. I think that we do need to, uh, to, to keep an eye on it and, uh, and talk about these sorts of things. These are important issues, and especially in topsy-turvy world that we live today, uh, we absolutely should always uh, try to find the answers for why things are the way they are and what we need to do to make them better. Yep. Uh, but it's a slippery slope when you start to censor people and take power away from the individual and give it to the group. Uh, it always uh, it, it, it has some scary implications. So, uh, again, these things need to be considered carefully. And... Uh, I think that we'll, I have faith in, in people, and I think that we're going to continue to get it right in the end, and that's what we've always done. That's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, in, at the end of the day, uh, there's more good people than bad people, and, and that's always going to win out, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, uh, I think that's going to wrap up the Monday show. Uh, be sure to let us know what you think. Uh, are video games becoming too real? Do we need to rein in game developers and uh, and have them, uh, you know, keep themselves in check based upon the strength of today's technology? Be sure to let us know what you think in the comments down below. You can also... Uh, click in our description you'll see an invitation to our discord the conversation continues there always roots is always in there i'm always in there our ever-growing community is always in there uh continuing the conversation so uh be sure to check that out and if you're new to our channel please consider subscribing uh it helps us to grow and the more we grow the more access we have and the better content that we're able to provide for all of you that said friends we'd like to thank you all for watching and for roots i'm wes we'll see you tomorrow friends bye bye take it easy